Hello everyone and welcome to The In-Between. I'm your host Naomi Loud and on this episode let's talk about how to work with moon signs and just the signs in general. So I have this theory that because my moon is in Cancer, which is Cancer is the home sign, quote unquote, of the moon, as well as having my sun in Leo, which is the home sign for the sun, I somehow experience the shifts of the seasons when it comes to changing uh, seasonal, uh, like the signs. Uh, I somehow experience them uh, in a more like acute way, let's say. <laughs> so that's just a theory. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's how, especially, I know for a fact for sure that the moon and cancer thing is true, but I think it might also have to do with the sun and Leo because um, when I finally realized that I, my, my brain, my creativity, my emotions, how I feel are really, truly based on a cycle, it changed my life, really. And it, it allowed me to sort of, you know, ease into it more and just go with the flow a lot better because um, I was able to plan my life in a way around the cycles. So this episode, it marries itself really well with the one I talked about, just the moon cycle in general. But now I wanted to talk specifically of the signs because that's how I learned is I got into the moon cycles first and then I, I then started noticing that they were talking about the signs associated to the moon. I was really a newbie back then so I didn't really understand that like planets change signs and so on. <laughs> and so I got into it and I was like, okay. And um, you know, it's all about practice and paying attention. Like, this has been about almost four years of me paying attention to how I feel. And I've, I've mentioned this before. I find that the, the like, um, field uh, observation, let's say, quote unquote, that's like a psychological term, I think. Like, when you observe in the field, as in, like, when you observe it in your own life. I feel like it it allows you to understand and comprehend the signs a lot better. And so in in every season, we feel different. And like I noticed this even before astrology. When I started writing my memoir, um, you know, writing a memoir is all about finding patterns. And I've noticed that that's all I... I do is find patterns and everything. It's the same when I got into past lives. It's the same as it's just life is just one big fat pattern. Well, just not one, a million (laughs) connected. And I noticed that I used to really get in hard with my ex. I mean, he was an abusive piece of shit. However, He was fully controlled by astrology, I've realized. I've, like, come to realize. He would get super... He was a Libra. um, And he would get super depressed. And our October was literally our worst month every year. Every year, 
our life would just explode. He would most likely break up with me. He would then spiral into a, like, a weird depression, aka Scorpio season, (laughs) you know, like, it was wild. And then for me personally, I noticed also Aries season, well, it was April. I was like, why the hell do I go insane Uh, during April? And, uh, Aries season. And then it's, like, a whole thing that I'm a Libra rising, so that's also how it affects me, because it's, like, moving in my 12th sign into my first sign, but that's, like, more of a specific thing. I should get into houses. I think I've explained to you guys what houses are, but I should do an episode just houses. Anyway, I digress. So, um... That being said, I did notice patterns and I would notice patterns even before I understood how to translate them into like astrology language. And, uh, and so the, the, the best way I find to, to start paying attention is to pay attention to the moon signs because they're, um, they're the ones that happen more frequently you know what I mean? Like, we change seasons every, like, month, right? But the moon changes signs every, like, two and a half days. So, you can you can start noticing how you act under a certain sign. Like, for example, usually your natal moon sign, uh, usually you're affected more... I mean, it's, it's like, like when I'm, when, when the cancer is, when the cancer, when the moon is in cancer, I'm a lot more emo. And I think it's because like everyone's emo under a moon in cancer, but it's like, I find that I'm like, it's like even height more heightened for me because I, my moon is in cancer natally. And so if you have like, let's say a moon in Sagittarius, um, you'll most likely feel it strong, more strong, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me? Uh, you'll most likely feel, feel it. (laughs) God, listen guys, I'm recording this, uh, the day that, uh, the day that Mercury has, uh, gone into its shadow period, pre-shadow period for retro, for Mercury retrograde, and I'm already feeling it. And it's like, Anyways, it's like my brain is, it's acting up a little bit, <laughs> even just speaking. Anyway, so like I was saying, but you know, so if you have a water sign, you're definitely going to be moodier, but if you have a fire sign, I would, I would assume that you're just more quote unquote fired up or whatever. Like it probably affects you more positively than someone that has like a Pisces sign under a moon in Pisces. You're just like listening to sad songs, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but the superpower of this is to work with it, right? Um, and, like, understand that, like, if you're planning a party, maybe not plan it under a moon in Capricorn, you know? <laughs> and plan it under a moon in Sagittarius or something. I, funny enough, I, I think the reason I'm talking about moon in Sag is because I've noticed during quarantine, like, two months in a row, um... Out of the blue, me and Aldo would be like, man, I feel like partying. Like, I feel like drinking. And every time we said that, it was a moon in Sag. 
<laughs> which I thought was really interesting. So those are the things I'm talking about. Like, you know, every month you seem to like have this pattern of something, then take a note and see what moon what sign the moon is under and then you'll eventually see something like cancer moods it's not just about crying like um i find that uh you you know you can uh you can easily just like prep your food for the week or something under a moon uh under a, a cancer moon taurus is a really good uh moon for that too however taurus likes to indulge so like I love 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 moon and Taurus because if you have nothing to do that day it's the perfect day to like just like self-care take like six naps you know take a bath a lush like just you know feel yourself though that's the moon and Taurus vibes you know and then Virgo comes along and it's like okay back to business and like um, you know, Libra, under a moon in Libra, it's a great time also to, you know, meet up with friends, moon in Gemini, fucking read a book and get curious and watch like 16 documentaries, don't finish one of them, any of them, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, it doesn't necessarily affect you always, I find, or like we're just too busy to notice, but, um, it's just a great way to like work with things, like, um, even if you're not, like, planning ahead, being like, okay, in, in two days, the moon will be in Pisces, uh, I should be doing this, it's, like, just take note of that day and being like, okay, well, today I do have the time to sort of experience and, like, lean into that energy, what could I do to sort of honor that, you know, uh, read some poetry, great, do that, moon in Pisces, perfect time, get all witchy, fucking moon in Scorpio, that shit, you know what I mean, like, like, I noticed two days ago that I I started reading the uh, Tibetan book of the living and dying. Uh, there's not a lot of living in there. Like, they talk about death literally the entire time. And I noticed that I started reading that under a moon in Scorpio. Scorpio is all about death, you know. Let's talk about it. Why are we hiding from it? You know what I mean? So it's like to lean into that and notice how you change your patterns and behaviors, which I find really interesting. And like, and then at, as a as a bigger, so that's the moon. So it changes every two and a half uh, days. And then, um, and then if you pair it with your cycle, with the moon cycle and your own cycle, if you bleed then it's a whole other ball game. I've noticed I have this like key day that if I feel like it's because I have history of like depression and and like like huge bouts of depression. Um and most of the time when I was younger, I would if I would feel because I was just living in this like constant state of depression, I would I would if I would have a bad day, I would just sort of assume that that was it, like that I was back in this like hellhole of depression mode, right? And now that I'm I'm healthy mentally, um, I've I've the I, working with the moon has helped me sort of just uh, pinpoint. Okay, all right, this day if I feel like shit, it's okay. 
I mean, it's okay anytime, but as in, for me, it helps me being like, oh, this is totally going to pass. Like, I shouldn't even read into this. You know, because sometimes I find that, like, paying attention to your mood swings helps you understand what you're either repressing or whatever, but sometimes it's just what it is. You know what I mean? There's no really, like, big whopping discovery bound to happen. It's just one of those shitty days. And for me, (laughs) it's the 19th day of my cycle. Somehow, most of the time, it falls right at the same time as uh, moon in Cancer. So my 19th day, moon in Cancer is like, and for some reason, my PMS starts like 10 days early. So that's like my peak, peak day of like Two months in a row, I mean, yes, we were in quarantine, so it was pretty overwhelming, but two months in a row, I felt fine, and then that day hit, and Aldo was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I literally feel like there's no point to anything. And, you know, I could have just, like, leaned into that. I do lean into it, actually, because I know it's gonna, like, I'm just gonna move on from it. So I sort of just, like, some people would feel like I'm dwelling in it. But what I'm doing is just literally experiencing it and living it, taking that day to just feel that way and feel mopey and then trust that it's going to just move on. And it does. It does. A hundred percent of the times now that I'm mentally healthy, it has just gone away. So those are things that I find really helpful if you do have, even if you don't have a history of mental health, But if you do, dude, working with the moon signs and working with a cycle and working with anything you can, your own cycle, is the, like, key to understanding your your mental health, (laughs) I find. It doesn't mean that you don't need anything else. If you need to take pills, take your pills. But I'm just saying, sometimes astrology is a tool for you to understand, okay, maybe this is why I'm feeling this way. It doesn't mean that it it like nullifies that feeling. You're still going to feel that feeling and you're going to feel the effects, but it allows you to step back and understand that maybe you can just, you know, go with it and not try to like force it or work through it and, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, And that being said, yeah, so quickly, um, because it's, Coming up on the 15 minute mark, a quickly, um, the sun does the same thing, but every 30 days or 29 or whatever. Um, and for me, I notice that I do certain things more during certain seasons or certain, uh, certain signs under certain signs. And I just need to, to know, I, that allows me to know that it's not gone like because it shifts like and I'm talking specifically for me most of the time it's my creativity my creative creativity constantly morphs into something else when I change seasons you know and even my writing or reading pattern you know uh earth and and air signs seasons so let's say now Virgo and Libra are my like peak get back into it write, read a lot, and finish reading stuff. And then uh, water is like, 
I'm just super introspective and like journaling a lot, but like not writing, writing. And uh, I do read in the water signs, but it's a different, it's sort of just a dreamier effect, right? And then fire signs, I get a lot more visual. Like I like to paint or draw. It's like, it's, it's interesting to see. But then when I get into something and then the season shifts and I don't feel like doing that thing anymore, I can just trust that eventually it'll come back, you know? And that's okay. Because, you know, I can't control my creativity as much as I always wanted to. I can't. And I just need to work around that in order to be able to create anything, <laughs> you know, of value. All right, so let's get into the uh, this week's astrological forecast because uh, it's a good one. So I'll see you on the other side. Okay, so let's start with, uh, like I mentioned last week, Mercury is moving into Scorpio Sunday the 27th, so that was yesterday. Um, we are, and also like I've mentioned last week, and I mentioned earlier in this podcast, we are in the pre-shadow period of Mercury retrograde. So until now, it was in, the Mercury was still under the sign of Libra. Now it's moved on to Scorpio. So, um you will feel the effects of this uh, pre-shadow period differently. And like I've mentioned, the th like the shadow period allows us to understand what themes are going to come up. You know, if you understand your your natal chart and you can um, if you if you if you can read it, I would recommend looking at where this Mercury retrograde is happening in your chart. You know, where does Scorpio, uh, where is Scorpio happening in your chart? Like for me, I'm a Libra rising, so it's in my seventh, sorry, in my uh, second house. So, you know, Scorpio has a lot to do with, for me, it has a lot to do with my self-esteem and my values and, uh, yeah, you know, good stuff. Um, so... Mercury and Scorpio allows us to purge, right? I've talked about this before. Scorpio is about purging the unconscious. So it's about digging into the depth to rise up again. So it's not the easiest transit, you know, but it's a necessary one. It's definitely going to be transformative, you know what I mean? Um, and then we have a, um, let me see what's going on. Oh yeah. Okay. So on the 29th, so tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, the 29th, we have Saturn stationing direct at 11, 11 AM. So all the planets, let me check here, uh, for October, all the planets that were retrograde are, uh, starting to station direct. Jupiter has already stationed direct. Saturn is, is about to station direct. Pluto is going to station direct October 4th, but I'll get into that next week. Um, so the energies are 
of these retrogrades are finally ending and we're sort of like reintegrating what we've been processing for the past like fucking four months uh but then they're like surprise mars retrograde mercury retrograde just to finish off you know just to like make it you know just to see if we've got the message (laughs) um and that is paired with Saturn, while station and direct, is actually going to make a square with Mars. And um, this has been a square that's been going on for like a month and a half or so. Both Pluto and Saturn have been doing these these like pretty uh, massive squares with uh, Mars throughout the late summer. And uh, which doesn't really help with the feeling of feeling restricted and the frustration involved with that restriction, okay? AKA COVID, AKA uh, even in Montreal right now, I fucking said it and it's happening. I mean, it's not full lockdown, but we're we're up to the orange, whatever. So there's, there's more restrictions happening. So We'll just have to see and wait and see what happens. But, uh, you know, Jupiter Station Direct is doing his hitting that square. And so uh, we're definitely going to feel that type of frustration still this week. Um, then on October 1st, so uh, I was doing my little journal and doing the like calendar yesterday of the next month and I noticed that we are the the month is bookended by two full moons and that to me feels quite important there's there's there feels like the the month of October is going to be a real doozy and it can be a beautiful doozy or a a, you know a doozy but like I said I feel like the word of October is transformative. And I don't believe that transformation is good and bad, good or bad. It's just, it's like, it's like when you take the the card, the judgment in tarot, okay? That card is associated to Pluto. And how I see that card and how I see the month of October is pretty similar, where the judgment It's like the imagery is, you know, the people in the coffins in the water coming out of the coffins with their like arms open. And to me, it feels like it's one of those transformations that is like almost like one in a lifetime type of transformations where the transformation is so deep and so end all be all, quote unquote, that you you have no at no point in time after you've you've transformed, quote unquote, that you can turn around and go back. You're done. That part of your life is done. Over dead, you know? And that doesn't feel comfortable, but transformation is always needed to evolve. So it's like, you know, let's do the fucking dirty work, guys. <laughs> let's do it. I am like, and I've said this again, and I'll say it again. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm a huge, huge fan 
of this type of transformation because I've gone through this type of transformation. I've gone through the thick and thin of it for five freaking years and it was the hardest years of my life but also the most life-changing in a good way. I could never go back to how I existed with before that. So, you know, I'm not saying this out of not knowing. <laughs> I fucking know what, what real transformation feels like. And it doesn't feel great at the moment. It feels like you're, you're just sort of clawing at mud. But the strength that you can find within in all of us is boundless. And uh, October is just going to knock our socks off. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and I, and this is also like, I'm telling myself this because even, um, when I did my, my card, um, my like year ahead pull tarot spread in January, the card I pulled for Scorpio season is the 10 of swords. So I know something (laughs) I'm also going to be in there with you guys working on my shit. So Let's just do it together and have it the solace of knowing that we're in it together. Okay. Very Libra season of me to say. So speaking of, on the, on the 1st of October, Tuesday, sorry, Thursday, uh, we will have a full moon in Aries at 9 degrees at 5.05 p.m. Okay. So not only is the Aries moon not exactly the most comfortable moon, uh, it's also conjunct Chiron, okay? So Chiron is here to what? Show you where you still have your wounds and how to heal them, right? So I have a feeling this moon is going to sort of, if it's not already, because like I've mentioned before, the, the last, the first the first quarter usually shines the light first on what needs to be released and, and then you cut, you get into the full moon and you know you're ready. It's, it's ready to shed, right? Um, there's definite, like I have a feeling old wounds are coming up, are resurfacing, especially with Mercury Scorp- Scorpio showing up and then the full moon in Aries showing up. But what I also want to talk about for the full moon in Aries is that um, I my sister is... Uh, making me listen to this like Super Soul Sunday conversations with Oprah and it was Deepak Chopra and he said something and I'm gonna like misquote this but he said something in the in the in the lines of personal personal healing or like when you work on yourself personally you you then in turn are healing the collective because Every individual is part of the collective, right? So if we all heal ourselves, then we can heal the collective almost simultaneously. You know, it's it goes hand in hand. So and and Libra sort of knows that that we are all individuals working for the greater good, working as the collective, as a collective. So I don't find that it's a coincidence that this moon is uh showing up now like i said with all the like especially in the states and stuff 
um, with the elections coming up, but there's a, there's a definite sense of, of, of connecting to our own individuality within and understanding our space and our, where we stand within society and how we can heal the wounds or anything really that needs healing so that we can work on the collective as a collective, if that makes sense. So then uh, a day later on Friday the 2nd, uh, we will have a, uh, Venus is moving into Virgo. So we're not done with Virgo yet. Venus is always sort of tailing behind. So, um, uh, it's going to add a layer of like practicality to, uh, this Libra season. You know what I mean? Libra is in love with love. And sometimes that's not too quote unquote practical, you know, and Libra is also in a way, at times, because there's, like, it, Libra sees both sides, there's this, like, indecision, right? But Virgo is, like, well, if you're undecided, let's <laughs> let's make a list and write the pros and cons. So, it, it's gonna add this, like, level of practicality to, um, if you are sort of, uh, brought to be working with your relationships during this Libra season. And when I say relationships, I really want to uh, make a point to discuss that relationships, it's not also just with other people, it's the relationship with yourself. I find that in the past couple Libra seasons, definitely throughout my like healing process, Libra season was a time for me to work on my own relationship with myself, with this moon in Aries that also helps with this type of sort of, uh, quote unquote shadow work. Um, you know, Venus, Venus in a Virgo is going to keep us grounded while we do the dirty work. You know what I mean? Um, all right. So that's that. Um, as usual, I do offer personal readings. If you're interested, uh, just either DM me or send me an email at astro at naomiloud.com. Um, and follow me on Instagram if you don't already at naomi.loud. And uh, yeah, and if you've enjoyed this, please uh, rate, review, subscribe. No, it's not subscribe. That's not, <laughs> that's not what it is. Um, and share, share it on your own social meds to help me out, you know, <laughs> share the good word. So, uh, we're in this, to, we're in this together is the, the final note as, as well as, you know, transform and transcend. All right, my loves, I'll see you next week. <laughs>